Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Beyond the Brand Podcast. I'm your co-host, Alex Boudreaux, here again with co-host Evan Pobuda. For tonight's episode, we have Pam Christian. She is obsessed with helping you live your best life, which was a great episode for Evan and I because, well, for anyone really who is cooped up inside quarantine, um, unemployed, and trying to find things to do with themselves during the day. (laughs) But um, she is a mindset coach. She is a motivational speaker. And she is also the host of the Juice podcast. She believes in our ability to level up and that individuals are able to break both habits and limiting beliefs. Uh, You know what they say, it takes about 10 weeks, two to three months to break a habit. Of course, some may take more or less time. Uh, All depends on the person. Uh, Nothing is stronger than a habit. Pam's practice includes her personal experiences, uh, methodology, and personal pivoting so that people can embrace themselves and shift their thinking. Uh, She brings a lot of discipline, self-reflection, and creates personalized programs for men, women, and young adults. Like in a couple of our previous podcasts, Evan and I asked for some relationship advice. Pam was happy enough to share. We received. Not sure if any of us used it yet, but we encourage all of our listeners to sit back and relax. The best advice for you now may only apply to you tomorrow. Um, I believe Bruce Buffer knows a thing or two about females. And now... Take it away for us, Bruce. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time! Recording out of New York City, New York. Welcome to the undisputed greatest podcast in the world, Beyond the Brand! with me i'll be your like pet or your test case or whatever you want to call it how you doing today i'm pretty good how about you good long long day busy day oh no really yeah long good day uh it got better at the end it was busy real busy early on but cool yeah how about alex uh how you doing over there jersey city oh you're right by me alex struggling (laughs) You guys hear me good? Yeah, now I can. Yeah. Um, no, You're in Jersey City. Yeah, usually we well, we live in Jersey City together. But uh, are you? I'm in Bergen County. Okay. You're fr- are you from there? I'm from Manhattan. Okay, gotcha. What made you uh, come down here? Um, I had three kids and a dog and two dogs. <laughs> gotcha. All right, cool. Um, so basically, I'll give you a little rundown. We do a pre-recorded intro. Um, so uh, we kind of just like to get right into it. So Pam, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Tell us just a little bit about yourself. Uh, you know, what would you kind of want to become a mindset coach and uh, just a little bit about your background. Sure. Um, so I'm Pam, <laughs> obviously. And um, I am now a mindset coach more um, in, like I, I definitely do coaching and stuff like that, but a lot of more motivational speaking. I write um, inspirational speaking and 
blog and my Instagram, and then I finish my book. So um, it's a little bit of everything, which I like. It suits my personality. And um, before this, I ran um, a pretty successful real estate team in Bergen County and um, did that for about 15 years and just kind of was still at the top of my game, but kind of it had run its course. So I took a little time off trying to figure out what I was going to do. And I fell into this. This literally fell in my lap. You know how the universe is like that. Sometimes something falls in your lap and you like push it away and the universe keeps nudging you and telling you, no, this is it. This is it. And other times it falls in your lap and you take it. And this time I took it and that's it. Was real estate something you always wanted to get into? No. Um, I was actually a teacher for a long time. Um, but then I had three kids and I just felt like um, and when I was a teacher, I was always been an entrepreneur. I also um, owned, a, uh, owned a candy company, which catered to large corporations, lots of C's in there. Um, so um, that I did on the side. And then when I had the kids, my kids, I just kind of wanted more, not just time with them, but more headspace for them. And so um, kept the candy company for a little while, then kind of that wrapped that up. And I wanted, I found real estate because it allowed me flexibility. I didn't realize what I was going to go into with it because I was kind of working part-time. I was married at the time. He had a very um, good job. So it was kind of like, I just always need to work. I like to work. I didn't have to work. And because um, I did it that, I was able to make my own hours. But then, not that you want the whole story, but I'm giving it to you. I got divorced and I was like, oh shoot, now I really need to bring it home. And so I turned my career, my like side real estate business into a really big career so that I could be at all my kids' games, do all their stuff and be with them, kind of give them homemade meals every day and have a lucrative job that was also very fulfilling. And it was very fulfilling for the time I was in it. So I really loved it. I don't look back. I loved my company. I loved the people I worked with. So all of it was really awesome. Okay. Yeah. That, I was going to ask uh, if you loved it because you did it for 15 years. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it wasn't wearing. I did it at a really high level and I give like 110% of myself to everything I do. So it's very draining. And I worked a lot in the luxury market, um, but I still loved it. I loved the ups and the downs and all the hustle and all of it. Nice. What? So now what made you after that, you know, real estate for so long, what made you want to go into to where you are now? Like write, writing books and being motivational speaker for um, um, I think I was also always since I was a teacher and then I taught real like in my real estate career, I taught a lot of different classes on various things about increasing your real estate business. Mm -hmm. So I kind of always liked that. Not It's not even that I like public speaking because I'm the biggest introvert. I never go out ever. I'm not social at all. Um, but I... Um, I, I think I have a lot to offer, a lot of value to give, and I'm very passionate about helping people. So um, when I left real estate, I actually had wanted to leave real estate a few years before I did. And one, you know, you got to get up the courage, people. Everyone has to get up the courage because when you get up the courage to go do the thing you want to do, you'll never look back. It doesn't mean you'll make the money you want right away. It doesn't mean you'll get the fame you want or the notoriety or your brand will be out there, but you'll be doing what resonates with you. But so it took me a while to get there. And then when I was ready to leave, my dad passed away. So I couldn't just take off and close my business because I really needed to have money coming in and take care of my mom. 
and I just didn't want to make any sudden changes. So I did that for like a year and I was dying to get out at that point. I mean, you know, when you're ready to get out two years ago and you're still in it for two years, not fun, especially for this personality. Um, so then I, my mom passed away. So my parents passed away within a year of each other. And I kind of had to wrap everything up from my mom passing away. So again, I had to pause, put a pause on leaving my career. And then as soon as everything was done with that, I was like, okay, I have to do this. It's time. Now's the time. And I left and I didn't do anything. I hired a coach for myself, kind of helped me figure out and navigate my path. I um, knew I was going to take some time off to recover from my parents' losses and to kind of just figure out what I wanted to do. So I went inward and I meditated and I did a lot of spiritual work on myself and um, a lot of healing and a lot of eating well and being outside in nature, grounding, hiking, walking, um, listening to like positive podcasts, but also very spiritual leaders, um, which was allowed uh, and read lots of books, which allowed me to take a new perspective on life. During that time, a lot of realtors, I'll try to wrap this up, sorry. Um, a lot of realtors, okay, would reach out to me and be like, okay, you're not in the business anymore. You're not competition. How about like teaching me something? So I was like, I could coach you. So I started coaching them and I started doing career coaching, which I happen to love. I don't do a lot of it anymore, but that's like a passion of mine. Mm -hmm. And while I was coaching them, people started saying, hey, do you do life coaching? But I'm not really into life coaching myself. I think it's very valuable, but that's not my thing. But I came up with mindset coaching because I think everything starts and ends with the way we think. And so I started doing mindset coaching, which led to speaking events. And then also I was still very much grieving my parents. My mom was happened to be my best friend also. So it was, and both were very unexpected. And I had all of this stuff inside of me and I didn't know what to do with it. So I started writing. And one of my friends read it one day and was like, this is a book, you gotta put this out there. So then I like read it, I mean, read it, reread it and I turned it into chapters and made it more of a book. And it's actually a self-help book now. And it's like chapter by chapter of the various adversity I've been through in my life. And at each chapter, there are tips and takeaways. And while like I've had some major trauma, um, people who haven't had that can still relate to the tips and takeaways because they're about living your authentic life, gratitude, forgiveness, self-love, self-awareness, alignment, all things that every single one of us, including you guys, probably Alex and Evan, could all benefit from. Um, so that's kind of how I got to where I am today. That was a lot. <laughs> I was gonna ask. Uh, like, I don't even know where to like. I know, yeah, one yeah. of those. So, so, what was like your your day to day? Like, you know, wake up and get in the right mindset schedule. So, um, and just like so, you and people know. It, 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 I love that you just say get into the right mindset schedule because when my parents passed away. I was not in the right mindset and at various times, even right now I'm going through something like whether you would know it or not, I have no idea, but I'm going through my own thing. And it's like, you have to figure out a way. So every morning I would wake up. Um, and so when I first separated from my former spouse, I had already put some practices into place. So like for my kids, I used to take a dry erase marker and on their mirror in the bathroom, write things like, I am beautiful, I am smart, I am healthy, I am confident. So they would wake up and see those things. So this has been something that's been a part of my life for a long time. And so then when I, that particular year that you're asking about, I probably just, you know how you have a toolbox for, full of tools and maybe one time you'll pull out one tool and the next time you'll pull out another. I took out all the tools. So I'd wake up and I'd go into my, I have a meditation space. First thing I did when I was like way younger, Took, I could only meditate for a minute. I started meditating like in my mid twenties, only one minute. I had so much noise flying through my head. 
now I can meditate for two hours. And I always tell people I'd much rather be in meditation other than, than anywhere else other than with my kids. That's like my favorite place to be. I couldn't do that that many years ago. The, the thoughts were racing. Um, so I would meditate, then I would go for a walk. Um, and then this was the luxury of the, when I took time off. Then I'd come home and make a green juice. Uh, my first big purchase when I got my first commission from real estate was a sauna. So I got my sauna a lot. Always work out, like 45 uh, minutes to an hour. What did you say? We need a sauna. We need that. You guys, it's, it's <laughs> the best. I mean, most people are going out to a bar or on a vacation. No interest. That sauna, it's so good for your cells cellularly. Um, so then I would probably, like I said, make a green juice. And a lot of times... I wouldn't know what to do with my day. I was so busy for so long, for 15 years, three kids who I wanted to raise at a very high level and be very conscious of, plus this high, like very um, high level career. I'd sit for hours and I wouldn't know what to do. And I'd be bored and I'd cry and I'd feel pain and I'd feel discomfort and I sat in it and I allowed myself to. And I wanted the answer so quickly of what I was gonna do, but I didn't wanna jump into anything. And it would just be day after day of that. And I'd love it when the weather would turn nice because then I could at least do it in my backyard. And then I'd go on my computer and do something or I'd hop on social media and do something. And then I'd go call someone, but then I'd go back here. Oh, I'm always coming back to myself and sometimes wasn't really a pretty place to be. And other times it was like an amazing place to be. How, uh, I'm glad you said that. So in, in that period of time, how, how scary was that? Especially to like when you, when you quit your job and you quit everything and then you left it behind, like it all kind of tied together. Did that self like reaffirmation, did that help you? Like I'm similar to what you were doing too? I mean, that did, I think the thing that one thing that I did have the luxury of is that I knew my career wasn't a career that I quit in the way that I couldn't go back. They would take me back in a second. So I did have like that support, you know, that a lot of people don't have. Cause when you leave a job, you're like, am I going to get another one? Right. Um, but all of those things I journaled, um, I mean, from silly stuff to making a cup of tea and just sitting with my tea and not having coffee on that. I mean, I'm not a coffee drinker anyway, but like tea is very grounding. I wanted to find all sorts of grounding things that would keep me centered. I'm into energy work. So I have sound bowls in my house. I do a lot of things with that. All of those things contributed, but even with all of those things, and I have the biggest toolbox of anyone I know. Mm -hmm. And I want to say this, I think it's important for people to hear, even with every single tool, it's, it was so painful. Yeah, I think, and a lot of people that I've talked to, we've talked to on the show and outside the show too, find a lot of success as they go through, um, part of my French, I don't know if you curse or anything like that, but they go through a lot of shit, you know, you gotta yeah. eat it for a while um, before you find success. So, um, and like you said, finding yourself is one of the, I think anyway, I mean, I, I've gone through a, a depressing period. I'm, I'm young, but like, um, so am I, by the way. No, 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 I didn't mean that. Um, I just meant like at a young age, I went through a, a period of time where I was, I was, you know, really in a dark, dark space. And I, I think it helps you realize a lot about yourself and finding comfort within who you are. But, but, but like you said, if you relate back to it, it can be a really dark place sometimes. So. Oh, yeah, it's dark and it's lonely and you feel like you're not going to be able to climb out. Yeah. And I'm sorry you went through that, but I'm also happy for you because it's where you meet yourself. If mm -hmm. I tell you the person I was in my teens or my early 20s or my late 20s even, I mean, I was a mom then. So like, mm -hmm. um, you kind of have to step up. Yeah. Um, but in my early 20s, it's a completely different person from who I am today. And there's no one I'd rather be with than myself. Yeah, I, 
I, uh, I agree with that. Cause I think even on the bad days, right? Like it makes you realize you, you, you can kind of look in the mirror and be like, okay, this is what I need to do to fix it. And I feel like that's something that I, like, like I said today, I had a long day. There's things that I, I wish I did better. And I may have been like, wow, like had I not had that self-realization, I wouldn't be able to realize it. So yeah, um, I agree with that statement. Love that you that you're that self-aware and conscious. That's awesome. I, I try. Also staying busy and you know being proactive. But I did want to backtrack to the meditation because I've never done it before. Me, I've never There's got like different ways to put. How There's did you do it? Like okay, so there why do you're breaking up a tiny bit? But what did you say? did you say? How do you meditate? That's what he said. Yeah, I think that's where he's going. He broke up Basically, yeah. To okay. <laughs> because I, 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 just like him, I've, I've never meditated either. So I was, I was curious about that as well. So I think it's really interesting. First of all, like the last podcast I was just on 45 minutes ago, we meditated together because um, he had never meditated either. So I'm like, you want to do a minute? And we can do that also. But let me just tell you a few things. First of all, so when I first started, it was the worst experience. I mean, it was painful and it is something that builds on itself. So you think you're going to walk away that first time and be like, Ooh, I'm enlightened. This is so cool. And that's what people want. And that's what they expect. And they don't feel that result with even in the first few weeks and they give up. It's, this is a long game. This is not a short term thing. Any of these things that we're doing, they need to build and build and build on each other. And you need to go through more than one dark time and then pull these tools over and over and over again. So the way I meditate, well, I meditate a lot throughout the day. So my first meditation is always a formal sitting meditation. I, I happen to love my crystals. So I have a ton of crystals and um, I just sit at this like little space in my house and sometimes I'll light some incense or a candle, sometimes not. My daughter's room is right next to it. She thinks I'm all weird. So it depends on her mood. Um, but, uh, but um, and, Sometimes I can get right into it. I've been doing it so long, but other times when I can, I'll either do some breath work. Wim Hof has some awesome breath work on YouTube. Breath work, the great thing about breath work, and you can do it for three minutes, is it brings you into a state of calm. So when you can't get in there yourself, it's what, something that takes you there. So if I can't, which sometimes I can't, like now I'm going through something difficult. This is a time that's harder for me to get deeper into my meditation. Um, also I have mala beads and you count the mala beads with certain fingers like this. And while you're doing that, you get into a zone and your mind is focused on that. So your mind calms down. You can also get a mantra. So like there are different, um, Sanskrit, which is yoga, like, um, Om Namah Shivaya or Loka Somasta Sukhino Bhavan too. And they're all beautiful sayings. And you just say it like 10, 15 times and that gets your head there. And then at the end, and I'll give you other ones too, that are more like uh, apps and stuff like that, that may be more comfortable for you right now. But at the end of each meditation in the morning, I always give gratitude. Thank you so much for everything you've given me, the good, the bad. Um, sometimes I'll say gratitude for specific people. And then I always say, and how can I serve you? And that's the end of my meditation. And Sometimes in the middle of the day, not sometimes, all the time I go for walks, I put music on. That's another type of meditation, not meditation music, my like favorite music. And I walk, you know, a couple of miles and that's a meditation. Sometimes when I'm doing the dishes, it's a meditation. It doesn't have to be that one that I'm doing upstairs. Sometimes I lie in my backyard and look at the sky or put my fire pit on at night and kind of zone out. That's a meditation. Other things that I think are great when you're first starting to meditate and just want to sit is like go on YouTube, listen to binaural beats or alpha, beta, theta waves, meditation music, anything, you can look it up. If it says 
Some of them are like four hours long and don't let that intimidate you. Do one minute, one minute of it and turn it off. It doesn't matter. You don't have to get through the whole thing. People put so much pressure on themselves for everything to be just so just get through one minute. Um, so those are a bunch of different ways to meditate. And do you, and you, you credit like your self-awareness to that, like you, like you're, that, you're huge on it's not the only thing for sure. My self-awareness is because of a lot of work I do and a lot of time I spend thinking about myself. Like right. I want to understand myself. I want, I don't want to react. I don't want to be attached. I want to understand why I am the way I am so I can be better for myself and everyone around me. But what meditation does for me is all the noise, all the worries, all the what ifs, all the fears. I'm not saying I don't ever have fears. That would be so unrealistic, but I can calm them through meditation and they're a lot less than they were many, many, many years ago. Mm -hmm. So what happens is every time you sit for a minute or five minutes and you just let the noise pass, all the information, you notice it and you release it. And sometimes you get stuck on one. And you know what happens when you get stuck on one? A hundred thoughts stem from that one thought. So now you have that one thought came in your mind, you didn't release it. And now there are, what about this? And what about that? And did I make breakfast? And what was on the breakfast? And did I put jelly on it? And oh no, I forgot to put it in the bag for her to take to school. And just like a million things from that one thought, which is why during meditation, the best thing is to release it. But if you have those hundred things that start coming, as soon as you notice those hundred things, release those. And you'll start noticing more and more and you'll start to be an observer and a witness of your own self, but it takes time. And so let's say you do it and you're doing it and you're doing so great and then you fall off. That's okay. Fall off just like you would if you're eating well for a bunch of days and you fall off and then you eat junk for a bunch of days and then guess what? You go back on and start eating well, right? We all do, eventually we get back on. Eventually get yourself back onto the meditation train and that's what it is. It's not, you have to do this for the next 30 years, every day for an hour. It's like, do the best you can. You're going to fall. I fall. I, I don't do it for some days. And then I, but I pay now because I know the difference. Um, so yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Th those are my big ones. Working out, like playing basketball, listening to music, eating right. And once quarantine hit, it just kind of like switched my whole schedule. Couldn't go to gyms. Yeah. So it was, it was frustrating. So I'm still kind of like getting back into it, but totally. I mean, I'm the same way. Exercise is yeah. everything to me every single day. What six days a week? Yeah. You know what screwed me up in college? Because yoga is kind of like a meditation. I took a yoga class in college. It was came out more stressful than I came in. It was <laughs> weird experience. So like the here's the thing. Ever. I think yoga, like we all try to say, oh, we want to do it. We hear it's a buzzword. We hear how great it is and it is great for you. So don't get me wrong. But then we have this pressure for it to be a certain way. And yoga isn't just the body work and the poses. Yoga is all about up here. Yeah. Yoga is more the spiritual work than the body work. If you learn about it and read about it, the body work is just one piece of yoga. So you don't have to do that. If you're doing other stuff, you're doing yoga. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. I like, I like what you said. I used to go in the sauna too, and it, the sauna actually helps you breathe. Totally. You know, it's, so good for you. it's awesome. I, lo I love yeah. the sauna. Me too. I like, I like what you said about, uh, are, so are you, are you like religious at all or, or no? Um, I'm more spiritual. I have a religion and I love the traditions and everything like that, but I'm more spiritual. How about you? Uh, so I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm Catholic, but I, but I, I think I have my own. <laughs> I guess twist on it like I don't know I, I, like how people might say oh you're a bad Catholic because you don't go to church I, I don't necessarily agree with that I think everyone has their own relationship with whatever it is they believe um, 
but yeah, like I, I like what you said before that this is why I've, I've been hearing a lot of people talk about meditation. I've been thinking about getting into it is um, I think I have a lot to be grateful for. And I feel like I instead kind of look to that, whatever it is that I'm looking at to God or whatever in, in, in times where I need help rather than being thankful for the times when, when, when I should be and being grateful. So I, I like what you said about that in, in that part of meditation. Also, just um, one thing you said, look to God. Yeah. I'm just going to say, how about look to God? Look to God. God's yeah. in you. Yeah. God's in all of us. Yeah. So when you're looking outside, that's great. And you can look up there and that, and I'm not telling you what to believe or how to believe at all. Yeah. It's just another thought to maybe see if it resonates with you because yeah. every single thing, God is within all of us. We're, you know, we're all a piece of God. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I, and, and I think that kind of correlates with what you're saying about self affirmation and things like that too is you got to see it within yourself so I, yeah and, and yeah totally and you said one other thing um the gratitude it's so key because i mean we could be at the worst time in our life and if you can just say i'm just grateful to have a life yeah i'm grateful to have glasses to see out of i'm yeah. grateful to have water to drink i'm grateful to be on this podcast with you guys evan and alex like Exactly. Like if I'm you can, just, have you. thank you. Then you have like opened the door a crack and there's like a little glimmer of light. And once there's that little glimmer of light, all you need to do is catch onto it and let it expand. Yeah. But when it's not there, it's hard to catch it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely, I definitely agree with you, uh, that. You said oh, one more thing. Sorry, Alex. Okay, gratitude. I just thought of this for you, Evan. I'm gonna challenge you for give you a challenge. I like it. I'm, I'm psyched that I'm giving you a challenge. Okay, so every morning, it could be with Evan. I mean, it could be with Alex. It could be with I don't know if you're married or a friend or whoever you are. I'm okay. far from married. Okay, uh, I don't know, <laughs> but I guess that's very funny. <laughs> we yeah, might have to catch up. What's funny about Alex, that? Alex but, seems to think it's pretty funny, but yeah. I know. <laughs> if you could um, give us relationship advice, we would love it. I definitely can. Um, okay, so write 10 things you're grateful for. Text them to Alex. Text them, text them every single morning. I do it with my cousin every single day, even though I don't need to because I'm so grateful all the time. It forces you to be aware of the things you're grateful for. I did um, a podcast and someone's like, oh, let me read you the things I'm grateful for. And then at the end, he says, I read these every single day. And I'm like, you read the same ones every single day. You have to pick them up and read them. You, you don't like change them or just say them or just notice them. And he's like, no, I read them every day. I'm like, okay, I'm going to challenge you right now to tell me 10 things you're grateful for. And it was really hard for him because he didn't have a list to go off of. And so before we go to Alex's question, Evan, what are 10 things you're grateful for? Oh, 10 things I'm grateful for. Right the off the bat. All right. Um, I think I'm, I'm grateful for to have a roof over my head every night to be able to support for myself. Uh, I'm grateful to have a job uh, that I like. Um, grateful for my parents, uh, fam well, family and friends. I kind of grouped that all into like one or two right there. That's like three or four. We're up to four uh, right now. It could be four <laughs> and five or just four. Uh, yeah, all right, we'll go with four. Five. Um, it's tough. Sports. I said it. I said it at the beginning. I, I, I am great. I mean, I'm not grateful that I'm a Jets and Knicks fan, but I am grateful for sports. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, Your friend just gave you one. That's that's a throwaway, but we'll take it. <laughs> um, I I hate talking about materialistic things, but I'm grateful that I have like 
like a cell phone and like technology, like I'm able to like afford it and have those types of things. You don't have to be, you don't have to hate to talk about that. We all like material things. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm grateful for. Hmm. You're missing a very important one. I'm grateful for just one, like you said before, to be living. Like, okay. Um, you got two more, Evan. You're on the hot seat. I know. I'm thinking. You said I'm missing a big one. Yourself. Well, I'm just going to give you one right now. Well, sorry, go ahead, Alex. No, I think you already said it. Yourself, Evan. Yes. In what Are way? Are you great, grateful for yourself? Like who I am as a person? Yeah. Yeah. Evan Pabuda. Yeah. Are you grateful for him? Yeah. Yeah. Are you grateful? Do you like your beard? Yeah. I do. Okay. Are you grateful for your beard? It had my double chin, so I'm very grateful for it, yes. I don't know, but did you see a smile come on? Look at you laughing and smiling now. And when we first started, you had a day and you kind of weren't in the greatest mood. You just talked about a bunch of things you were grateful for. Let me just tell you one thing. Let me show you one thing really quickly. I'm Evan. I'm grateful for my hat. I'm grateful for my lips. I'm grateful for smell. I'm grateful for sight and for these glasses that allow me to see better. I'm grateful for this awesome sweatshirt, the roof over my head. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my friends. I'm grateful for having 10 toes, if you have 10 toes. Um, I'm grateful for the experiences I've had in life. I'm grateful for this podcast. I'm grateful for Pam Christian. I'm grateful for Alex Boderol. Um, mm-hmm. There you go. Like, you could just <laughs> pop them out. Boderol. Boderol. Boudreau. Boudreau. Sorry. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like anything, the window, the light right by behind you. Be grateful for everything because ultimately a lot of people have it a lot worse than yeah. you do. And not even because of that, just because you are grateful. Right. Okay. I'm done with my gratitude stuff. No, no I know. I like that a lot. I, I'm thinking I'm definitely going to start doing that in the morning. That was good. I like that. My question was, though, um, you said you, you, you read a lot of books. So what tricks or tips would you give someone to get motivated into reading more books? Because I completely hate books. No, and don't. it's like hard for me to just sit down and have the attention to read. Okay. Well, first of all, you, hate, you say you hate books and I'm saying, no, you don't. But how could I say, no, you don't? I don't even know you. But the reason I know you don't hate books is because you haven't read every book in the world. You hate the books you've been exposed to so far. You're right. Okay. Like maybe you haven't been introduced to that one book that's going to change your life and change your mindset towards reading. I know it took me a while too. So it's about finding that book and that one that resonates with you. Yeah. Because I'm I'm constantly in my calendar, like changing, like oh the the reading time, like this time I want to read. I'm always pushing it back to this time, then it's the next day, next day, and cycle. Yeah. Well, stop doing that. Yeah. This is what I do. This is what I do. When I find something I like and I want to read, is I. For me, when I used to commute in the morning, and that was my, I would hop in the train for 20 minutes to the path to go into the city, that was my time to read. But it wasn't like, I'm not a person who could read for long periods of time. I could read in quick spurts. And I actually, I take more of the information in that I'm reading. So like for me personally, I can't, I couldn't like say, I'm going to read for two hours tonight. Like I could never do that. Like it was just like 20 minutes here, 20 minutes. I mean, yeah, I think everyone's like that these days with the phones and the quick instant gratification. Yeah, I can't do that. The two hour thing. But so I have some friends who do and they they love it. So I I don't know. I don't know. So like, take a book and read two pages. And I'm not talking about a novel, like a a health, health, 
a self-help book or a self-improvement book and read, sometimes I have so much in my head and it just doesn't come out the right way, um, and read um, just a couple of pages. You don't need to read three pages, two pages, one page when you wake up in the morning, regardless of if you like it or not, you're going to get a nugget. You don't have, that's the other thing. I mean, you don't have to like everything you're doing. I used to tell my kids that with their vitamins. I, you don't have to like, I don't like them. I don't want to take them. You don't have to like them. I'm not telling you to like them. This isn't like I'm giving you chocolate cake. I'm giving you vitamins. Just take them because they're good for you. Yeah. Just read the book because it's going to help you. I don't like all the books. I'm reading this book called The Course in Miracles. It is intense. It is really hard to read. It's by someone who channeled it. So like, or it was channeled to her. So she's the author, but like it was channeled from like spirit or something like that. I don't even know everything about it yet, but it's a lot to take in. It's so intricate. It's taken me so long to read, but I know that I'm picking things up when I can't even tell that I'm picking things up and that they're changing things about the way I think and the way I see the world and stuff like that. And that's why I do it. And then sometimes I have books that I love. I like that. I, I want to cover also two, two, I mean, I want to cover everything you do, but specifically now let's talk about the blogs. I see on your website, you only have, you have the two up, but I, I see the frequency thing. You're not the only person I've heard talk about changing frequencies and kind of everyone's being on the same wavelength or, or people who aren't on the same wavelength. Can you, can you go a little in depth with that? Yeah. My next blog post is coming out in two weeks, by the way, <laughs> uh, just in case you care. Um, <laughs> um, Frequency. Okay. It's the same thing as energy or vibrations. We all vibrate at different levels because we all have different levels of consciousness that we're at. So I have a good friend who I really care about a lot. He's at a totally different level of consciousness and awareness and frequency than I am. And sometimes it's frustrating because he doesn't see the things that I'm seeing him or explaining to him because he's not aware in that way. He hasn't gotten there. And doing all the things that we've talked about in this podcast from the beginning are the things that will get you there and increase your frequency. I was toxic when I was younger. I was self-sabotaging, self-loathing. I hated myself. I had major self-esteem issues, major insecurity, major anxiety. My vibration level was low, 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 low. And I've raised it by myself by doing all the things that are good for me, even when I don't want to, like reading, when I don't want to read, Alex, um, and all that type of stuff. Because even though I didn't like that stuff, I didn't like where I was as a person even worse. And I knew that doing the stuff that I don't like might get me to a better place. And it did. Yeah. I, uh, I have a friend of mine. I think you and him would probably get along very well. Cause he talks a lot about, uh, Alex, you know, you know, Jelani, uh, but like he talks about like this, the, the vibrations and, and he meditates every day and he reads a lot and, He's, uh, you, I see a lot of similarities between you two. I feel like, like I'm talking to him when I'm talking That's to you. That's funny. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he's big on that. Sounds like a great guy. <laughs> he's, he's a great guy and he's very successful because of it, because he's very self-aware about himself. Um, but it's a real thing, energy yeah. and vibrations and consciousness and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and take us a little bit through, uh, the podcast, like what the idea behind that, what stemmed it, what, 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 like. Why did you want to do that? And some of the guests you've had on, I see. Obviously, you had David Meltzer, who we've also had on the show. He's awesome. Um, who was like some of your favorite guests? Just tell us. All I mean, about. I love Jay Sean because like Sean, he's Jay Sean, you know. Yeah. Um, and then who? I mean, I love everyone actually. I have Barry Shore. He's the ambassador of joy, and he's like this older man who was paralyzed and went through a lot of other stuff that like unexpected stuff. But he is like. He, he was interviewed by Jack Hanfield, who wrote um, Chicken Soup for the Soul, all those books, but you might not know them since you don't like to read, <laughs> but they're really well-known books. Um, <laughs> I'm just nodding my head. <laughs> you're like, yep, you're right. Um, 
but uh, um, so, um, but honestly, I've loved everyone. Every single person, every single guest one has offered me something, their, their presence, their, their time. And so I appreciate that and I'm grateful for it. And the other thing is that they each have a story. Clint Malarchuk, I mean, he was a professional hockey player, worst sports in injury and worst injury in sports history in the world ever. He was the goalie and um, for the Canucks and he went to block the puck and the guy slid in and the blade sliced his neck. Yeah, he was about right. to die on the ice. Right. I mean, I'm sure you've seen videos on YouTube or maybe you haven't. His story after that, after he was in recovery, he wanted to commit suicide, tried to commit suicide, put a gun to his head, shot it, didn't commit suicide. Like, I mean, he's amazing. And every, and then I just had someone who is a motivational speaker for high school students. Like just everyone, they're, just because they're not famous doesn't mean they don't have an amazing story. Right. And um, what got it started is someone said to me, let's do a podcast together. They would be on the back end. I was in the front and they thought it would be a really good idea. We started it and and he was like, come up with some good ideas. And I came up with like, it's all about um, um, like sitting down with interesting, unique individuals to learn, laugh and grow from their stories. Yeah, definitely. How long have you been doing it for? I'd say two years now. Wow. And how often do you release an episode? Every other week. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I see, uh, I see a couple people on here that like, I mean, I knew about the uh, the hockey player, but uh, like Sean Calgary. Yeah. Think, yep. He's another guy I think we might get on too. He's awesome. He's amazing. I mean, he's legally blind and I really liked having him because my dad and him had the same illness, um, uh, the, eye, the eye disease. So like I lived with it. I grew up with what he has. So it was really, and, and it's, very, it's a very rare disease. Mm -hmm. So it was easy for me to speak to him and relate to what he has been through and continues to go through. So I, I love that one. I love all of them. Um, sorry guys, I'm, I'm breaking up over here with connection and all that. Uh, don't worry, yes, I'm carrying it for you today. <laughs> Putting the team on his back. What, um, well, so what's next for you? Like, what's, oh, the, oh. what's the next big thing you want to do? I'm going to let the universe show me. I don't have one big thing. That's not kind of what I'm, uh, what it's about for me. It's like whatever I'm called to do. And sometimes it's going to be really small. Like, I mean, my Instagram account is like awesome. Like people are telling me, you know, that some people say you saved me from killing myself. Other people say, I never thought I could think this way. I never thought that this was a possibility. And I don't even know how they're thinking. I just know they're thinking better than they were thinking. Um, you've changed my life. Like, so like just that's my, that's an everyday thing that I'm constantly posting stuff, video. I hate posting videos, but posting videos, um, quotes, things for people to think about and make them feel better or see a different way out or something like that. Um, that, 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 that touches me that people from all walks of the world reach out to me. Someone just reached out to me and told me that there was a drive-by in their neighborhood and asked me for some advice. And I'm like, okay, like, I mean, like whoever thought I'd be, that would be my person, like that I'd be guiding so isn't it, isn't it crazy that like and i don't know if you ever experienced this like, like flip side but isn't it crazy that you can affect someone's life without even knowing them without even meeting them how like it can go 
that's how connected we all are. And that's what I was trying to say about the God thing. I'm not like religious like that. So after I said it, I was like, mm. but like, that's what I mean. We're all one. We are all unified and we are given a platform. Social media is really toxic for, in a lot of ways, but in a lot of ways, we're giving a, given a platform to do a lot of good yeah. if we decide to take it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I say that from experience because like Alex knows, and I've talked about it on the podcast before, but I looked up to Gary Vaynerchuk for a long time. And uh, when I was in like my darkest place, he, he was the one who kind of helped me get out of it. It was before I even met him. And now I actually work for one of his companies. So. Oh, cool. Wait, so do you know Tim Roman? Tim Roman. Tim was a guest. Tim is in crushing, featured in Crushing It, and he was a guest on his podcast. What uh, I read Crushing It. What was the uh, what company? Imperial you... Kitchens. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I, know. I don't know. You should. He's an. He would be an awesome guest. I met him on my podcast. We've become good friends since then. I mean, I adore him, and he's so good. Um, and um, so you should check him out for yours. And he's really yeah. close to Gary Vee. Yeah, I've uh, I've read the book, so and that was that was the last book I was actually reading before uh, COVID hit. So. That's the book that you were willing to read. That's yeah. cool though that you like looked up to him and now you're working for him. Talk about manifestation. Yeah, it's man manifesting. So I was manifesting something without even realizing what I was doing. So cool. Yeah, I, like similar to what you were saying. Like I don't want to give the whole story because I've talked about it a million times in the podcast. But I quit. I quit my job without anything lined up because I was so unhappy, and it was because of Gary. Um, that's so good oh my yeah. gosh he must and then does he and then he does he know that and then that you're working for him or he doesn't know he knows he knows that i looked up to him and i just told him that he got he got me out of one of my darkest um the darkest point in my life and Can i just changed that language for a quick second yeah you got yourself out of that dark time he helped you and right. you looked up to him but you did it evan right right but when i met him that's what i had told him okay. which I now, I now realize that and that it was it, okay it was, i just want to make sure it's important yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I now realize that, but he was the one, I was, I was just in such a rut that it was seeing his positivity that I was like, yeah, oh. that's awesome, so then, cool. You know, when I met him, I, I, I told him um, how much he meant to me, and he was just like, you could tell he appreciated it, he probably gets it all the time, but. Yeah, cool. but it doesn't get lost on someone like that. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, and then, then working it for in one of his companies, you see the culture, and, and it just all trickles down from him, so it's. So cool. You get it, yeah, but, Yeah. So that's, but that was my point when the self-realization started to kick in and I still have a long way to go, obviously, but um, yeah, I was in a, I was in a rut for a while, but we're good now. So yeah, Ev. clap it up. Exactly. Pam, one, Pam, I wanted to ask, um, what was the, what was the turning point for you? Um, like to coach full time, were you, were you financially stable at the time or you know, did you build it from the ground up or what were the steps? I mean, I had a back, you know, I had my savings and everything from real estate and all of that sort of stuff and some investments I've made over time and stuff like that. So I definitely wouldn't have taken off if I didn't have any of a, I'm not that I wouldn't have, I would have actually taken the leap either way, but it was easier to do it with a cushion. And wasn't that scary? I didn't mean to cut you off. Wasn't that scary when you have three kids? I mean, that's. Yeah, but I made sure I had enough of a cushion to know that I would be okay and that I'd be able to do it. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't, it wasn't um, an impulsive decision. You know, it was 16 years in the company I worked for. Um, I'll give them a shout out. Keller Williams has a lot of um, uh, passive income opportunities. And I was, I like to say smart enough to get in on the early side of those opportunities. So I, I, was, I, was, I, was, I felt comfortable in that, in that regard. 
but it was scary anyway, because it was like, what am I going to do? Is it going to work out? And it's not just about, is it going to work out financially? It's also just like from a psychological standpoint and an emotional standpoint, like I want it to work out. Like, but I also knew if it didn't work out, then I'd move on to the next thing. I have a lot of faith and trust. I believe there's good out there for me. And sometimes it'll look like what I think it's going to look like. And sometimes it's not, and it's going to take turns and I'm not going to like it because I'm going to want to control it and want it to be a certain way. But that doesn't mean that just because it's not working that way, it won't be good. I'm glad you said that. I had a conversation recently with a good friend of mine. Uh, he's pretty successful. Isn't it? It's kind of, it's kind of weird because I, I feel this now. Even when there is bad days, I, I feel like I'm kind of on the right path no matter what. Yeah, it? It's like exactly. such, such a relieving feeling knowing that like no matter what, like you're like, I know this, it's all, everything's happening the, the way it's supposed to be happening. Exactly. Like you said, you don't even know what's next. Like I feel the same way. I don't really know what's next, but I, I feel like I'm on the right path and that's the, that's the, when I have a bad day, that's the thing I look at and I'm like, wow, okay, that makes me feel a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. It's a, it's a good feeling to have. I agree. But, all right. Alex, you got anything else over there? Um, I have one thing. I wrote this down. So when I think of successful businesses, I think of four words. I think of hard work, consistency, patience, and opportunity. What would be your most important if you had to choose one, or is there another word you would have above all? Hard work, consistency. Patience and opportunity. Is grit the same thing as hard work to you? I think it, I think it kind of goes hand in hand. Okay, let me just think for a second. I think I'm gonna give you two because I'm always an outlier. I'll go with one of yours and one of mine. Um, so hard work, grit, like I think everything comes down to hard work. But then also, um, I'd say I'm going to tie these together, trust, visualization, manifestation, like letting go and trusting and having faith also. You have to like know that you've done every, I know this isn't one word, but done that everything that you could have done, done all the hard work, all those words that you said, and then just kind of let go. Yeah. yeah. Trust in yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the game that you had on the, um, the link that sent to our email, the let's team up the rapid fire game. Oh, thanks. Yeah. It's fun. It's so fun. Sometimes one time someone, um, I asked, I'm not saying who your favorite president should or shouldn't be, but I asked who your favorite president is and he said Trump. And then he calls me like two hours later and said, can you please edit that part out? He's like, I don't care if it, it, he's like, it is true, but like, I don't feel like getting the backlash from people. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. You're more of a laundry person than a dishes person? Me? Yes. Wait, what is this game? Oh, my rapid fire on me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely laundry. Yeah. Wait, what is this? At the beginning of each of my podcasts, if you did your research, you'd see, like Alex did, no, I'm just teasing, that I did do rapid fire, <laughs> that I do this thing called rapid fire, and I ask my guests a question, uh, as many questions as I can in 60 seconds. If they answer all the questions, these are the questions. If they answer all of them within 60 seconds, they get a, like, I, I donate to their favorite charity. Um, so, he, so someone did the rapid fire on me, and he's referencing that. Ah, I like that. That's cool. That's cool. What made you come up with that idea? I just wanted to make it fun. I have a new thing that I'm adding into my podcast that you'll have to watch to see what it is. Well, um, check it out. But uh, just change it up, make it fun, do something different. Cool. Cool. 
Yeah, we're trying we're, we're, we're in the process now, trying different like segments. We're coming up trying our next season is gonna be where we try like a lot of different segments and do different things. This whole first season was, was more just like interviewing people and get to Yeah, know you get them. into a groove. You gotta figure it out. You gotta start like with the base. Yeah. So this was this was the starting point and we've had like a lot of really interesting people and learned a lot. And then now I think next season's gonna be all about more me and him and like segments like that and doing fun stuff. So cool. It'll be cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, but I've been one who, uh, what'd you say, Alex? It's a big dishes guy, by the way. You are? Oh, I like that. I want to throw that out. That's so good Ev, to know. So, Ev, do the dishes when you get back. <laughs> I, I did, I, before I left uh, a week and a half ago, I made sure all my dishes were clean. Are you roommates? We are. Oh, cool. We are, yeah. Um, wait, so real quick, now, now that we, real quick, we could talk about it, relationships. I mean, what, what's, what's, what do you got to give us on that? Young two 24-year-old men. Uh, um, oh, God, you guys are young. Okay. Yeah. Wait, this is not being recorded this part, right? I mean, oh, it is. Okay. But are you putting it in? I mean, we'll, we'll see if it's good okay. content okay. or not. Thank <laughs> for a second. So, like, I think, um, first of all, I've heard a lot about your age group. I hear it's pretty toxic. Mm. I hear everything is Instagram. And like, as long as they can show, the girls can show their Instagram picture, they'll be very happy. And so like, I want to give you this advice, but I don't know if it will serve you better in a few years or now. So you'll have to be the judge of it because you're in your age group. Mm -hmm. But be real, be vulnerable. Because if the people you're vulnerable and real with don't like, you're going to get knocked down, but you're going to see who you don't want to be with too. The ones who don't like it, they're not the ones you want to be with. You want someone you can connect with on a deep level. That's what's going to make it last. So try it with the people that you're out dating. But if they don't, they don't take to it, it's not about you and don't take it personally. Just take it as, ooh, the universe just dodged a bullet for me. Thank goodness. This is how I got to see it. So that's number one. Number two, don't get manipulated into anything. Stand in your power. Know your true self because people do that without even realizing it. And be kind. Like I have two sons, they're 18, they're not, or they're 19. What am I saying? They're not too far off. I raised them I a certain way. I want them to treat their partners a certain way, but more importantly, I want them to treat themselves a certain way. And women have their weaknesses and men have their weaknesses. And the thing is that I find that a lot of times, and women aren't gonna like me saying this, but I do, that men get manipulated and wind up in situations they don't wanna be in and don't know how to get out. And so it's really important you stand in your power, you know what you want, you don't compromise that, even if someone puts on the tears and cries on your shoulder, it doesn't matter. You gotta stay firm. That's my advice. But if you meant to, like how to ask a girl out. No, 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 not like that. Uh, do you mean this type of stuff or do you have a specific question? No, that, that was good. We had, uh, we had Renee Marino on, she's an actress. She was in the movie Jersey Boys. And we actually, she, she's into like motivational and like communicate, like big into, communi she's a communication coach now. Um, and we talked to her about relationships and she went deep and like made us like look at ourselves. But I, but I think I'm at, I, and I told her this and I, and I told him this, but like, I think I'm at a point where I'm not, uh, like I, I thought I wanted to date someone, but I don't think I, I don't think I do. I, I think I, like it was a thought. But the thing is, oh, you like a specific person or that you just want to be dating? No, I know in general, in general. Yeah, but the thing is, you don't need to want to be dating. Like that, that's the thing. Like it should be effortless. You'll meet the person when you meet yeah. them. Like you don't need to go on a, I never date and I'm always, not always, but I'm often in a relationship. And the only reason they're not longer term or like more permanent is because I choose that. Right. But like, 
they're, um, they're, you should just meet someone and fall into it. Like, because when you're going out on a date, it's like, do we match with this? Do we match with that? Like, that's very 3D. That's very, this is what the society is. That's what, what love is about. Like, you should buy the book. This is a good book for you guys, The Five Love Languages. It'll help you as roommates too. It's oh, not just about romantic that, relationships. It's an amazing book, What? Right? <laughs> I just said, Alex, write that down. <laughs> it is an amazing book, but really you get to learn what your partner, your, whoever you're dating, whatever that is, what their love language is. So yours might be physical touch, Evan, and your girlfriend's might be acts of service. But since yours is physical touch, you assume hers will be too. So you're touching her all the time and you're not wondering why you're not getting the love back, but it's because you're not feeding her love language, which is I forget what I said it was, but whatever I said, acts of service or whatever it is. So you need to learn what theirs is. And then what does that mean? What do you, what does that look like? And do those things and tell her that yours is physical touch. So you want her to touch you more. Um, but like, also don't go searching for D. I mean, you can, but like, it, it shouldn't be a thing like that. It should be like, you meet someone and you, you like them and you want to go out and ask them out again. And you want to go again. And yeah, yeah that's, that's the biggest thing we're, we're just forcing it. Yeah, there's no pressure. You guys are young and you know what? I mean, it doesn't matter if you wind up with someone, if you don't, like we were, we're taught we should and we have to, but there are no have tos. Yeah. Whatever works for you. I, thought, I, I honestly thought I wanted one for a while and then the last few months I'm just like, I was like, eh. I don't think, I, I don't think, it's, I, don't think deep, I think the reason why it's never happened is because deep down I didn't want it to. So. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But, I don't know. Or you never found the right person. What'd you say? Uh, probably both it makes goes, both are true but he's 24 huh i said i said but it's like it's hard to find the right person right now you're still finding yourself yeah exactly yeah i think that's i think that's another thing too but this was great um i really enjoyed it uh just if there's anything else you want to shout out like what, instagram handle we, we, sure. uh, before i do that i just want to let you both know if you need anything you have my email address don't hesitate to reach out and um, i'm here so if you have any questions or anything at all okay my instagram Pam, oh, at Pam Christian with two N's at the ends. Um, that's where like I, you know, lots of free stuff, videos, how-tos, um, my podcast goes on there. Also Spotify and Apple, follow, subscribe, like, whatever. And then my website, thepamchristiangroup.com. Cool. Thank All right, you. Ben. This has been, uh, it's been awesome. Like I said, we'll definitely stay in touch and we'll definitely. figure something out. Um, All right, cool. Lately, I've been, so I've been thinking, I care. want you to be happier. I want you to be happier When the morning comes And we see what we've become In the cold light of day We're aflame in the wind Not the fire that we begun Every argument Every word we can't take back Cause with all that has happened I think that we both know the way That the story ends Then only for a minute I want to change my mind Feel right to me. I wanna raise your spirits. I want to see you smile. No, that means I'll have to leave. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.